This is Bo Buchanan, Arizona Lodge number two, and I'm here speaking on the level with Frank Moyer. Frank, why don't we start out by just giving me your full name, the name of your home blue lodge, and any offices or titles you have connected to that lodge. My name is Frank William Moyer. I was raised in yes, West Virginia, Washington Lodge number 58 and the year 2000. I was a late bloomer in the Masonic order. Uh, my dad and my brothers both were, well my dad was a Mason uh, from Scotland. Uh, both my brothers were raised in Ohio and uh, I was uh, in Demolay and uh, past master counselor of Demolay. I took a sabbatical from Masonry from <laughs> the year I reached 21, which would have been in uh, about 59. And uh, you were in Demolay, took a sabbatical in '59. Well, in, in Demolay, you can you reach your majority at age 21. Okay. Uh, then that's when you have to leave. Oh. Uh, okay. Right. They make you leave. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that's what they call reaching your majority. Okay. Uh, not that you can't stay in and do other things. But you have to become a Mason to do that, right? Is that how it works? Mm, pretty much. Pretty much. Then in. Uh, year 2000, uh, my oldest brother uh, and I had a nice long talk and I decided <coughs> that uh, it was about time that I probably followed in my family's footsteps and uh, joined Mason and that's what I did. And you were in Virginia at the time? West Virginia. West Virginia, okay. yes. Washington Lodge in West Virginia. Yeah, Washington Lodge number 58 and uh, I was raised in, in 2000 and uh, at that particular point uh, I was semi-involved with, with masonry. Uh, my brother was the master of the lodge, and he had me if I would become the senior deacon. I did, so I spent the year with the senior deacon. After that, we kind of moved around the country, uh, work-related moves and what have you. So I kind of uh, lost contact for you know, about seven years until I came out here to Arizona, and at which time I found Oriental 20 and liked the brothers and uh, and uh, the way things were done and decided it was time I get back into it. So at that time I had to apply for a uh, transfer, well not a transfer, but I had to leave West Virginia's Lodge and, and get my membership. So that was my next question, is you're no, you're no longer a member there, you switched lodges basically. Yes, in West Virginia you cannot have dual membership like you can in other facilities. Oh, really, they only let you belong to one lodge. That's correct. So I had to demit from that lodge and then apply out here and be elected to become a Mason out here. So 2000, you were raised in West Virginia, and I lost track there. When 2009, 2010, actually, I became a member here. At Oriental. At Oriental. Okay, so you've been here coming up on or somewhere six years or more. Correct. Okay, yeah. right. And uh, how did you end up uh, out here at Oriental? Well, because I live in Mesa, and I did uh, go on the website and and see, you know, what other Mesa, what other lodges there were in here in this area, and obviously seeing how the, it wasn't that far away from me, so I came here and uh, really liked the brothers and uh, found that this felt like a a good fit for me. And you're secretary of Oriental? Now I am. This is my first year as being a secretary. I was just. Uh, uh, elected in uh, in December and then installed in in uh, also in December and took over in January. That's a pretty big job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was Tyler prior to that for uh, four years, and uh, prior to that I was on the sidelines. I got tired of sitting on the sidelines and 
decided I wanted to get something, but uh, didn't want to do the uh, memorization work or go up through the line. I figured at my age that uh, it was not exactly the what my cup of tea. So I decided I can work in the lodge in many other ways besides being a line officer. And I really like being uh, the uh, Tyler. I found that to be an interesting job. And uh, after that, the uh, secretary that was here, Roy Bergman, uh, decided that he was about ready to uh, give it up after being secretary for seven years, I believe it was. Yeah, secretaries usually stick around for quite a while. Yeah, 2009, I think, is when he came aboard and and then left this year, so it was seven years that he was secretary. So you're going to stay seven years? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I inquired, though. You said yes, it's on tape. Uh, well, you know, the man upstairs really is the one that determines where I stay and how long That's I true. stay. That's true. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Uh, so what's your job as secretary? <laughs> Keeping track of these guys. <laughs> no, you know, it's answering the phone and, and receiving the money from all brethren. And I pay the same to the treasurer, and uh, so it, it's in whatever the worshipful. You're kind of the the uh, I don't know how to describe it. The secretary of a lodge and masonry for people who don't know are really kind of the backbone of the lodge, and they they keep things running. Yeah, they do. Well, they ask, they come to the secretary for concerns. They come to the secretary about questions about masonry and things like that. And fortunately, I have. Uh, Good information. Unfortunately, I have a very good staff at the Grand Lodge that also bails me out, and I do lean on Roy as well. Uh, he's still around. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's still <clears throat> very active, and we'll stay that way, you know. And uh, so, from that standpoint, because it is quite involved, you have to know all the different forms that are involved. You have to know all the reports that are involved. You have to know what happens in case of uh, any type of uh, Masonic doings, whether it become Masonic trials or whatever it happens to be. Or districts or uh, Grand Lodge events, you got to know all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you have to be able to help the guys, drive, you know, guide them in the right direction, at least. I hope I'm guided in the right direction. That's, that, that's the plan, anyway. <laughs> you know. So you you mentioned before that you've got you know that you had that family history and connection. Right. Can you think of the first time you first heard of Freemasonry or when it first really kind of came into your mind? Well, I was eight years old, probably maybe six years eight? old. Wow, you remember that long ago? Oh yeah, like wow. it was yesterday. <laughs> what happened? What happened today? Well, my mom and dad were very involved in uh, Eastern Star, White Shrine. And my dad was very involved in his lodge back in Ohio. It was called Pentalpha. I don't remember the number of it, but it was Pentalpha. Oh, that's Pentalpha. a cool name. Yeah, it is a cool name. I don't know if there's any other lodges with that handle or not, but it's pretty neat. What state was it? Yeah, Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. Pentalpha and yeah, Cleveland, Ohio. Actually, it was in the uh, city of no, East Cleveland. It was in East Cleveland. But anyways, yeah, it was Pentalpha Lodge. And uh, I guess my earliest re reflections from that was uh, Christmas time. Uh, the lodge always had Santa Claus and uh, doings for the kids and, and, and what have you. And looked forward to going and sitting on Santa's lap and getting an apple and an orange and, you know, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And from that, I, I went in, you know, when I became old enough, I became into Dean Lay. A lot of my high school buddies, uh, we decided, yeah, let's do this thing because we... we Kind of like the fact of the brotherhood of, of the brothers, you know, of, of right. kids our own age and with our own interests and likes and, and that type of thing. And like I said, I worked my way through all the chairs of uh, Dean Malay and became master counselor of our chapter. Oh, wow, okay. And stayed there until uh, or my year's term. And I actually was voted in when I was 18, so I stayed there until I was 19. And then uh, 
just hung around until my majority. And then family life got married in between that, and family life took precedent. Right. Uh, you know, raising the family and uh, moving around the country because my jobs took me in different parts of the country. So masonry kind of went to the back burner, but it was always there. It was always there. And uh, So what brought it to the front burner? You mentioned yeah, before that, you, that, was, that there was this period of you walked away and then you came back. What? Tell me a little bit more about what happened to bring it back. Well, my brother uh, lost his wife, and so he came uh, down to West Virginia to spend some time with us uh, from Chicago. And uh, uh, one thing just led to another, and we started talking about masonry again, and uh, he got involved with the lodge, the local lodge, in Washington, okay. yeah, in, in uh, uh, where I was then raised, you know. And uh, so I finally told him, I said, well, you know, i like to give this thing a try. Let's see what's this going so on. So you went to that Washington Lodge with him as a guest, or what happened? Well, uh, West Virginia is a little different than it is out here. It's very, very. It's probably the, the strictest lodge left in the country. Really? Yes. And uh, there, they firmly believe that you cannot be asked. You have to ask huh. a brethren, and then it. You have to. The fact that my brother uh, was, his, you know, he and I were brothers went a long way, it, you know, as far as that. But, you know, it uh, still was the the process of them getting to know me and and me getting to know them. And uh, uh, finally, when I petitioned the lodge and uh, had the reading, you know, and then they came out and interviewed me. And it was uh, totally out here. We really kind of like to have the wife involved, too, because we don't want any surprises that maybe Mama doesn't like, <laughs> you know, the Masons or doesn't understand it and would like to, be, you know, Have understand a little bit more, yeah. you know, on what her husband's getting into, you know, and uh, because everybody says it's secretive organization, you know, and uh, so from that standpoint, uh, uh, there in West Virginia, it was basically, I went down the basement, my dog was allowed to go down with me, so <laughs> Your dog was your dog was interviewed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was okay to stick around and listen okay. to the interview. He got cleared. Okay. Yeah, he got cleared. You know, right. and uh, the two brothers interviewed me and what have you. And uh, you know, then just like any other lodge, it's you get voted on and then brought in and raised. And but it was really nice because my brother did do all three degrees on me. And, oh, your brother did all your three degrees. Yeah, yeah. So now did he join that lodge, Washington yeah. Lodge? He did. Yeah, yeah. Did he join before you joined? Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. he joined that lodge. He was down from Chicago. Did he move to West Virginia then? Yes. He moved yeah, to West yeah, Virginia. We set him up with a young lady that was uh, a single lady, and uh, by gosh, it worked out. They got married. I was his best man at the wedding and all that. So yeah, it kind of worked out. Oh yeah. According <laughs> to their rules, he would have had to demit from Chicago, right. join their lodge. Right. You set him up. He got married. <laughs> <laughs> What was your dog's name? Uh, Junior. Junior. No, excuse me, J.D. J.D. The dog's name was J.D. Yeah, and that stood for, uh, as a puppy, he was a juvenile delinquent, so that's why he got the name J.D. Then he became Just Dog. Just Dog. Yeah. Did he go to any Masonic events after that? No. no, (laughs) That was just the basement. That was it. The basement. That was it. But in West Virginia, again, much different than out here, everything was mouth to ear. Oh. No written word, no code books, no nothing. So you sat with your coach, Hard, difficult, yeah. and you had to return all three degrees in lodge was your proficiency, which was the long form, what we call long form out here. There was no such thing as long or short form back there. Right. It was just the whole thing. 
Yeah. And was that AF, AF and AM or just? Uh, Agent-free and AF and AM, okay. All right. So that's that's really cool. What the, uh, How long were you a member there then? Uh, eight years, nine years? Yeah, years, about eight, eight, nine years, yeah. What, mm-hmm. Can you think of any, any uh, interesting stories or memories from the time at that lodge? Anything you guys did as far as events or charities or? No, actually, West Virginia was very close. Closed? Closed. Uh-huh. Uh, the main events that we did would be past master's night dinner. We'd have a uh, breakfast. Uh, another time during the year where, uh, you know, all the lodges from West Virginia were invited to come. Members were invited to come. Uh, Grandmaster would come. And, you know, that would be like uh, our big thing, you know, of the of the year was to that after breakfast we'd all go up to the lodge room and uh, of course that was the other thing too the lodge room was in West Virginia all upstairs just all like in the second some level. of the older buildings here are still upstairs but they don't have to be it was a requirement back in the day yes, it was a started. requirement it yeah. still is a requirement today you know in West Virginia, in West Virginia. oh not in Arizona no right. required no. to be on the second floor I always found that kind of interesting yeah um, no talons and eavesdroppers <laughs> that's right so what was it that you you joined again? So in 2000, you got into masonry, and, and then when you left Virginia, you came out here. What was it that you came to Arizona, you still wanted to get involved? Why? What was keeping you excited and interested about masonry? Why keep coming? What was the draw for you? Well, the seed was already there. Probably the seed was actually probably planted back in early days of DMLA. What and, seed? And, well, just the seeds of masonry, the seeds of fellowship with the, your brother. Uh, the camaraderie that goes on, everybody's on a level playing field. I found that to be extremely important. Uh, there was no class distinction. So whether you were a ditch digger or you were the most prominent person in the world, president of the United States, you were on the same level in masonry. It made no difference. And that that part really intrigued me. And I wanted to see if that was really how things really worked or not worked. And much to my surprise and pleasure, I find it to be so. Probably more so out here. In Arizona? Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, tell me about your time at Oriental. Can you think of any, any interesting stories or some of the favorite things you've done here since you've been here? Just getting involved with the fellowship of, of, the, of the lodge and seeing how they did work uh, when they... Uh, uh, had the colonial degree, uh, was involved with that as far as the Tyler was concerned. I, I love being involved with the third degree on the second part and, and what have you. So those kind of things, yeah, uh, which I didn't get involved with uh, back, in, back in West Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia, I'm sorry, yeah. I keep saying that. Do you guys do any any events here that have meant a lot to you? Uh, like you mentioned, you did Christmas back there. Anything you, you do here that you guys have been real excited about or you've been excited about? We do a lot of... Well, we just had our table lodge just last Tuesday night, and that to me was that's the second table lodge that I've been to. The first one was in Scottsdale at their lodge. Uh, I found it to be very enlightening, very interesting, and really enjoyable. So uh, here I find Oriental to be a very progressive lodge. They take the initiative. They take the uh, the first step. They don't sit in the background and wait for to see what other people do. They're they're more out front, uh, leaders in, in the field and, and, and that type of thing. Uh, we're getting quite a reputation, apparently, around there. Uh, and also, the other thing that intrigued me, too, was Scottish Rite, of which I'm a 32nd degree 
Oh, okay. Scottish that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 likewise. <laughs> but uh, and so I'm involved with that uh, preceptor in the. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Phoenix Valley or Tucson Valley? Phoenix Valley. Phoenix Valley. Yeah, okay. Right. Uh, and so I'm involved in that. Uh, I just signed up to do a mentorship with the ROTC program. Oh, interesting. What's that about? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't okay. know all You signed the... up and you don't know, sucker. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but it's the high school where my grandson, well, my grandson attended and my granddaughter is. Oh, nice. So, yeah, that's kind of exciting. And uh, you're mentoring the ROTC kids. Uh, News at 11 as far as... That's one of the things we've talked to a lot of people about is that when you get into masonry, there are so many different things. I never even knew there was a possible mentorship with the ROTC, so that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's another avenue and uh, to add to the secretary's position. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you think of... And I have uh, a past uh, worthy patron in uh, Order of Eastern Star. Oh, okay. And both my wife and I are... Uh, you know, belong to Eastern Star. So your wife is here. You guys go to Eastern Star meetings right. here in the Oriental Lodge building? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mesa Starlight, number Mesa, 16. Mesa Starlight, number 16. Right. And okay. I say both my mom and dad were very, and, and, and kind of regressing back to the very early days when I said I was eight years old. Okay. Uh, so your family was involved very early. Very early on. Yeah. Mom and dad both were involved with Eastern Star, White Shrine, you know, everything there was to be involved with in masonry. And so as a little kid, I was the tag-along, you know, that uh, helped set up for their meetings. And, of course, I couldn't go to any of them. But uh, well, I go in the lodge room there in Chagrin Falls, Ohio, where, where they had their meetings. They had a, maybe seven billiard tables. Well, so well, they were upstairs doing their thing on the third floor because that's where the lodge room was. You know, I was in the billiard room. Sure, <laughs> that's funny. We have billiards. We only have one table left, but that's what it used to be like at number two downtown uh-huh. on the second floor. Same thing. Right. That must have been a common theme back in the. Oh, it they, was. They yeah. Built those very, buildings. very much so. Uh, pool was a very important part of masonry, I think. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple. Actually, we're having our second uh, pool tournament coming up here okay. in April, and I know there's a couple of guys. We do poker and some pool. So, can you th- so going back to your father? Mm-hmm. Um, any uh, did your father pass away before you became a mason? Yes, he did. So you didn't get a chance to do anything. So with was him. my oldest brother. Oh, he was killed in fire. He was a fire. Fighter, and he was a mason as well. Yes. So your your brother was he a younger brother, the one you no. that joined with you? No, I'm, the, I'm the baby of the family. You're the baby. Yeah. He's a little bit older than you. He's 11 years older. Than 11 years older. Is yeah. he still with us? No, he he was the one that killed in the fire. Oh, okay. He was fighting a fire, and uh, he's a fireman. And he's the one who got you in in no, West Virginia. No, my middle brother. Your middle the one brother. still in West Virginia. So that was what I was going to get to. So yeah. he's still a member at at uh, Washington, Washington Lodge in right. West Virginia. Right. Has he come out here to visit you? Oh yeah, he's come to the lodge. He's, he's been to the lodge. lodge. Yeah. Cool. That's yeah. pretty neat. Yeah. And do you, have you guys traveled at all? Have you ever gone back to Ohio where your father was a, a mason? Only to the cemetery. Only to the cemetery? Yeah. Which happens to be called Acacia. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Can you think of any, any masons who stand out to you as guys who've really made a difference to you on your Masonic journey or, or who uphold the ideals of what we think of as Freemasonry? Any one particular one? Probably Jim May. Jim May? Yeah. Why? His knowledge, his uh, friendship. He was the one that I kind of fell behind as far as when I wanted to become a member out here. 
and he's the one that kind of helped me with all the things that because I didn't know anything about what I was supposed to do or anything like that, you know. So, uh, and just to this day, I still, Jim, I need help, you know. So, Jim, what do I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, my brother would be the primary one as far as who I would look up to. Unfortunately, uh, a year ago, he had a serious stroke. So he's not as active as he used to be anymore? Oh, he's not active. He still goes to the lodge, but he can't speak. He's paralyzed totally down his right side. Uh, But they have a a chairlift that gets... So I say we have one at our lodge, and that's one of the things I like about masonry. I I, I wish some more older guys would come because the way we feel, and I think the way most masons feel, is we want you to come. We'll do whatever it takes. We've got to come get you. We need a chairlift, whatever. We'll we'll accommodate you in lodge. Exactly. uh, So, yeah... I, of course, I didn't know my my oldest brother as a mason because I wasn't at that time. Right. But he, you know, the whole family. I just the way that the camaraderie between the three brothers, and not that we didn't have our disagreements. Of course, we did. We were human. Brothers do. Right. <laughs> and, and 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 but just the family relationship and in that type of thing. Uh, any any closing thoughts or anything you want to leave people with? Don't wait. If you have an inkling, check it out. Find out what's some, what's it all about, and 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 get involved. You know, if it isn't in masonry, there are other organizations that that have a somewhat common ground. I don't think quite as, as deeply as ours is. A lot of them spun off of masonry. Yeah, no, a lot of them spun off from masonry. So my closing thoughts would be: just don't wait. Learn what you can. Get in when you can. Enjoy it because it's a brotherhood that never stops. All right. Thank you very much for taking time to talk to me today. Thank you. Appreciate it.